Welcome to the Places You Can Go, brought to you by the International College of Seville. I'm your host, Evan Kindle, and in this episode, we're discussing the pathways that young professionals and recent graduates take to pursue careers abroad. I'm sitting down today with an ICS alumni from 2022 that recently returned to Seville to begin her new career as an English teacher through a global cultural diplomacy initiative designed to be an immersive and empowering learning experience for both teachers and their students. Giada Gallardi originates from Queens, New York and graduated from Hunter College with a bachelor's in political science in May of 2023. Giada initially came to Seville as a study abroad student with the ICS in the fall of 2022 and was inspired to return to Seville through the North American Language and Cultural Assistance Program, NALCAP. This program provides a pathway for young professionals to work as a teaching assistant while living abroad. Thanks for joining us today, Jada. It's a real pleasure to be able to talk with you and hear a little bit more about your experiences as a former student of the ICS, and now to hear a little bit more about your teaching experience and how it's been living here in Seville. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So given your academic background in political science, how has your move to Seville influenced your perspectives on the political and cultural dynamics of the area? And in what ways have you found connections between your studies and the local environment? So when I think about my studies in political science, I think about how a lot of my class discussions in college were centered around the fact that there's obviously a lot of multiculturalism in the U.S., but it's not necessarily valued in the way that one would expect. And I think my experience here has shown me that Spain gives such a value to multiculturalism, which I've seen through the NALCAP program that I work for. So like you said, NALCAP stands for North American Language and Cultural Assistance Program. So it's essentially a diplomatic program to facilitate cultural exchange. And I'm employed by the Ministry of Education in Spain. So it's a completely publicly funded program that places thousands of language assistants like myself in public schools. And they have the program with a ton of other countries as well. So the language assistants are not just American. They're from Canada, the UK, Australia, the Philippines, France, Germany, like a bunch of places. And so it's extremely diverse and English is not the only language being taught. And it's giving kids in public schools access to native speakers, which, you know, is something I didn't have growing up. And I think in Spain, there's clearly a government backing of bilingualism and cultural exchange that's very prevalent. And I, yeah, I think it's something I find very fascinating. And I think a program like this would be super valuable in the States. I think that if we had more opportunities like this, uh, additional pathways for people to not only study abroad, but to be able to find, you know, short-term work placements, or at least with some type of pathway towards long-term work. I think it would be a great opportunity to just be able to exchange both culture, language, and skills. And as you pointed out, this is a cultural diplomacy initiative 
that is designed to bring countries closer together. So that's great that you're able to really not only experience that in the classroom, but have that as a part of a larger network that you're connected to. Absolutely. And I do think here, it's definitely, I guess their appreciation of this multiculturalism could be due to many factors. I'm sure their geographical location has to do with that as well, just being a part of the EU. And there's already this bigger sort of entity that kind of encapsulates all of that. But I definitely think that it would be interesting to see the same sort of thing in the United States. So then having experienced Seville as a student, what aspects of the city and its culture made you kind of fall in love with it and prompting this decision to return and, and work here? So I loved everything about Seville. I, I loved the beautiful weather and the history of the city. Um, the topless culture, the people, I felt everyone here was so warm and friendly. And overall, I think the slower pace of life, which I felt was perfect for me. And I think towards the end of my study abroad semester, I started to feel like I didn't have enough time here. And there was still so much to do and so much to explore around the city. So coming back has given me the opportunity to experience everything Sevilla has to offer in a, in a longer time frame. And so then coming from a bustling city like New York, how does the pace of life in Seville compare and, and what aspects of the city lifestyle have really kind of resonated with you personally? So the pace of life in Seville is much slower than it is in New York. And I think there's definitely more of a work-life balance here for sure. And it's something I've observed from the Sevillanos I've met here. So through my host mom last year, and my coworkers this year, um, I think generally they're able to enjoy their daily routines and lives more because they have more time on their schedule for a social life or hobbies or just things that bring them joy that aren't their job. And I think um, life in New York for everybody is centered completely around work and is so fast paced and like go, go, go all the time. So I think living here has taught me to to stop and smell the roses more often for sure yeah i mean i'm i'm from chicago originally and so i can definitely appreciate that kind of sentiment of searching for a slower pace of life and and time in which you can really occupy yourself with hobbies as well and not focus so much around what you do professionally and and you know elevating yourself in your career field and focusing a little bit more on your own personal wellness and and development yeah absolutely so as you transition from being a student to working in Seville, what adjustments did you find necessary in terms of your daily life or routine uh, especially considering your role as an English teaching assistant, you know, was it difficult in the beginning to meet people, to develop this social network? Well, when I first moved here as a teaching assistant, the adjustment was a bit challenging just because last year through ICS, I had everything set up for me. You know, I had housing and food and classes and friends, and you're automatically placed in an environment with your peers. So warming connections is pretty simple. But moving here alone and having to kind of figure that out on my own and finding my own housing and the immigration process and building these new relationships was 
was definitely challenging. I think the most difficult part for me was I had been used to experiencing Sibia with the people that I studied with. So coming back and them not being here anymore was was very difficult initially. But I think there is such a large community of expats here and so many teaching assistants here that it was pretty easy to find other people that were going through the same thing. And it ended up working out great. I have a great circle of friends now, and I'm so happy to be a part of the community that I'm a part of. That's great to hear. Does NALCAP organize like social activities or are you part of any like social networks here? Or like there are many different activities groups and stuff that uh, organize these kinds of international meetups and stuff like that. Do you participate in any of those? Yeah, definitely. I know there's so many intercambios all the time at these bars to kind of get everyone to mingle a bit. So yeah, there are definitely a bunch of events organized around the city, like the intercambios that me and my friends go to a lot to kind of mingle and get to know other people around the city. And as far as events organized by NALCAP, NALCAP themselves don't organize them, but we have so many groups online with the teaching assistants. And so um, like among teaching assistants, we organize a lot of events. Uh, meetups, whether it's like the trivia nights or just a tapas night at a bar or a day in the park, like things like that. Everyone is very, very connected within the the NALCAP community. That's great to hear that you can, even coming here alone, you can quickly find a network of people that are in a similar position that are also interested in, you know, living abroad, meeting international people and are probably always up to find different activities or things to do in the city. So that's great to hear. Yeah, I think so. I think everyone that does a program like this has to come in pretty open-minded to things like that and to making new friends and creating these relationships. So you generally meet just a lot of really, really great, interesting people. Yeah. Can you share some insights into the differences in that immigration process between your two roles here? I, you mentioned it a little bit, but were there any particular challenges or, or changes that you encountered? So my experience is a bit different than it would be for other Americans um, coming into the country because I have dual citizenship. So I'm an American and Italian citizen. And as a citizen of the EU, it was fairly simple moving to Spain um, because I didn't have to go through the visa process. So when I studied here, I was able to come in with just my EU passport. And because the program was three months long, it was all I needed. Um, this time around, through NALCAP, it was a bit different. Um, I, again, I came into the country with my EU passport. But once I was in Sevilla, I had to apply for the EU residency card. So what I needed for that was pretty basic, like proof of address, proof of employment, proof of health insurance, standard identity documents. Um, and then I had to uh, make an appointment to present all of this to the immigration office and pay a fee. But I think the most challenging part of this process was just trying to figure out exactly what documents were necessary because the information was not very clearly posted anywhere. And it was also challenging to make the appointment in, in general because the sites were always down and the slots filled up in seconds. And it took a couple of weeks to actually make the appointment. But it did end up going pretty smoothly. I was able to get my residency card the same day of my appointment. And I think bureaucracy is always a bit complicated anywhere. But I 
I'm extremely lucky that I didn't have to do the full visa process that any American would have to, because I know that was even more complicated. Right. You have the, the lucky pleasure of having dual citizenship. <laughs> uh, yes, I'm, I'm extremely grateful. <laughs> I mean, for me, uh, my, my spouse is uh, a Greek citizen. And so for me, I'm able to obtain residency through marriage. But if not, you're right, it is a much more complex process. But um, like you said, also, the bureaucracy exists everywhere and things are always going to be a little bit slower. The links that you click on are not always going to be updated and you just have to kind of pad in time and understanding that it's going to have a slight delay. But yeah, I think you're right that for the most part, as long as we're clear on what type of paperwork we need to submit, usually the process is pretty straightforward. Yeah, it, it wasn't too bad. I'm, I'm happy it's over, but it wasn't that terrible. And you didn't have to have like a lawyer or like anyone else helping you with that process. You were able to do it on your own. I was. The translation of certain documents, it definitely helped to have my coworkers to kind of, uh, they helped me translate a couple of things and make it more straightforward. But I do think that the process is very doable, you know, as, as an American familiar with the, the system. Right. And the NALCAP program, do they give you some assistance and guidance in that process? Well, yes and no. A lot of the information wasn't really helpful to me because they were assisting people with that were coming in as American citizens. So their information just didn't apply to me. And then once I arrived here, they had an orientation where they did address these immigration concerns for the EU residents or citizens as well. So it was very brief and they gave a little bit of information, but it, I definitely had to do a lot of research on my own to kind of figure it out. Okay. Interesting. So then uh, I wanted to kind of switch gears a little bit and, and talk a little bit more about kind of how it's been developing long-term friendships and relationships here. I mean, have you found any notable differences in the dynamics of forming these kinds of connections compared to other experiences you've had either as a student or back home in the States? Uh, absolutely. I think as a student in Seville and then even as a student back home, again, I think being in school, it's so much easier to form uh, relationships and connections with people because you're usually around the same age you're always in the same environment in college you're usually studying the same thing so you have similar interests or you know you're you pursue the same hobbies whereas here you're kind of just thrown into the deep end in a situation where you don't really know where to go or who to speak to so uh, again I'm very grateful to these the now cap like WhatsApp groups and Facebook groups that kind of put me in contact with all these people. And I definitely had to kind of go out of my comfort zone and push myself to go to these meetups, which I think could be a little bit intimidating if you're going by yourself and you don't really know anybody. But it's important to remember that everyone else here is in the same boat and looking for the same kind of thing because everyone wants to have these friendships and these connections. So it's it's been generally very very positive and i've met such fantastic people who like me 
we're searching for those connections and are so open-minded and are, you know, in love with the city and it's really great. So in terms of like the way that people socialize here, do you notice any differences in terms of friendliness or general characteristics? A lot of people tend to say that like when you walk through the city of Seville, you tend to run into like two or three people that you know, and usually they're going to like recognize you, say hello, maybe stop for a brief chat. It's really hard to not like walk through the city and see run into somebody. And so like a lot of people tend to feel like it's, it has this sense of being like a small town in a big city kind of feel. Do you notice any differences in terms of how that compares to your life in New York City? That absolutely resonates with me because I always say that, that yes, it's a city, but I feel like I'm living in a little town because you do run into the same people all the time. And I kind of love it because it's so different from from back home in New York, where I will rarely run into the same person twice. Like on the street, it is so rare that I ever come across somebody that I had a conversation with. Whereas here, people are very friendly and open. And even if it's somebody that I ran into on the Alameda a couple months ago, if we happen to see each other again, we'll be like, oh, how are you? And how are things going? Everyone is so, so open. And you're right, always stopping to have conversations. It's really lovely. Yeah, I think it's it's one of the reasons we stay. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> so then I'm really curious to kind of hear your thoughts on how it has been in terms of using cultural exchange aspects in your role as an English teacher and, and how that has kind of either enriched or, or changed your understanding of the local community and kind of what unique experiences you may have had in that capacity. So I think I've definitely gotten a better understanding of the local community this time around because I think I'm so much more integrated through my job, just working with my coworkers who are Sevillanos and even the children who have, you know, I learned so much through them as well. And not just uh, through language or just in terms of language learning, because that has been a significant part of it, but even just culturally or kind of seeing their practices and their daily habits at school. And even through the teachers who have been so open and welcoming to me, who will invite me to, you know, their their school lunches or to go out after class. And I feel like I've been able to integrate so well. And even I, I teach um, private lessons as well in English after school some days for children. And I've kind of been integrated with those families as well. They've been so welcoming to me and kind of letting me into their homes and letting me try their food or just kind of experiencing their daily way of life. So it's been really interesting. So have you noticed any changes in yourself or have you seen ways in which the city has kind of shaped you into a different person or helped bring out different uh, personal traits or aspects in yourself or in terms of kind of key takeaways that you've gained from this kind of multifaceted experience? Absolutely. I think this experience has taught me to be extremely independent in a way that I never had to be at home. Also, because in New York, I went to a commuter school. I didn't go away for college. So this has been the first experience where I've been kind of outside of my New York bubble. And I have learned so much about myself 
and what I'm capable of coming here and being able to set up uh, a life for myself and an apartment and building relationships and navigating all of that with a bit of a language barrier, I think is pretty difficult. And, you know, the language learning does get better, but it does make it more challenging. This experience brought me to the other side of the world and it has also just introduced me to this different way of living, this slower paced life that we've been speaking about that I feel like is so fitting and so perfect for where I am right now. And it has really taught me to, to enjoy the little things, again, to stop and smell the roses. I think I'm so grateful for what this experience has had to offer me and has really taught me so much about myself. I couldn't be more grateful. That's so great to hear, Jada. So I just wanna thank you so much for sharing these experiences and your thoughts about your time here as an international student with the ICS, as well as in this new teaching position that you have. I think your insights will really assist a lot of uh, recent graduates and, and our current study abroad students in their search for opportunities to work and, and potentially teach abroad such as yourself. So I just wanna, again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. That's it for all of us from the places you can go. Keep an eye out for new episodes on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Until next time, thank you.